In a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend, this is I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. The amount of massive head wounds in this movie where the characters survive are too damned high. Greetings, lookers! Welcome to this edition of I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine, the podcast that's one part movie discussion, one part game show where we never know what we're watching next. I'll be your host, Ben Mitchell, and you can find me on Twitter and most social media with the handle at RedHenMedia1. Just look for that red hen icon and welcome to the second episode of series 11 that's right our podcast goes up to 11 there will be five episodes in this series and the series theme is movies important for our times for which we've all secretly submitted one movie now we all guess who submitted what movie in our who done it segment and at the end of the series the winner is awarded a who done the trophy along with a bonus prize and this series prize is a $25 gift card and a choose-your-own-adventure tabletop game, House of Danger, which is a cooperative adventure game based on the popular choose-your-own-adventure book series, which you may remember from childhood if you're of a certain age. And I am. I bought a bunch of these books at my grade school book fair over the years, and so I expect tons of nostalgic greatness when I inevitably win this series and subsequently force all of my friends to play. But that's not all, because you are the X Factor. Yes, there's also an audience choice selection somewhere in the mix. So please go to redhenmedia.com slash audience choice, submit your pick, and we may discuss your movie on the show. Again, that's redhenmedia.com slash audience choice. Now, today we'll be discussing Parasite 2019, which is a drama thriller feature film currently streaming on Hulu and Canopy. And we welcome you to this very special episode. The word parasite usually has such a negative connotation, 
but the movie Parasite works very hard to rehabilitate that word by using it symbolically to encapsulate the relationship between the rich and poor in society. And if I do say so myself, it does a bang-up job at it. Until the midpoint of the film, unfortunately. Uh, the latter half of the movie falls slightly short of the filmmaker's goal here, uh, instead tragically reinforcing the original meaning of the word parasite as a horrific nightmare fuel. Speaking of nightmare fuel, I'm here today with my distinguished co-hosts who are likely living in a secret bunker beneath my home as we speak and plotting to ruin my son's birthday party. So I'd better tune into their Morse code and find out exactly what is on their minds before the midpoint of our show, where we will inevitably tilt towards tragedy. Hey, gang. Howdy, howdy. Hello. <laughs> with us today, the provocative one, Mr. Devin Schwartz. The game is on. Indeed. And my good friend, the incendiary James Pepe. It's me, James. And I think the real parasites were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like something that, that is tattoo worthy. So let's yeah. get to work on that. Uh, and not with us today, the irrepressible gentleman, Jim Scott, will not be joining us due to a scheduling conflict. So not hiya, Jim. But thankfully, we have joining us the enigma, handsome Jordan alum. <laughs> Say hello, Jordan. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, look how handsome he is. I... <laughs> Thank you. It's very, very flattering. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you here. Okay. Let's start by checking today's headlines. Extra, 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 extra. Read all about it. Let's start with Mr. Devin Schwartz. Did you find anything interesting in the news today? Yeah, I perused some headlines uh, from a few years back when this film was was big in, in the news uh, and found this one. Mm -hmm. Legendary filmmaker Bong Joon-ho proves subtlety dead, simply as characters say, this is so metaphorical during pivotal scenes. Everything was so <laughs> metaphorical. That's true. So that guy, I'm not sure that kid understood what that <laughs> word meant. Right? I don't think that word means what you think it means. Yeah, or at right. least it was like lost in translation or something. That or, did throw me off a bit. Or like that song about irony that it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. By that lady from the 90s? About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you think? It's just what she, she just means unfortunate, like not ironic. That, uh, anyway, we're going to get angry. We'll make, maybe we'll get an angry email about this. Well, no, I'm going to write a letter to my congressperson and make sure that <laughs> the proper law is passed. You see, the whole song is ironic because she thinks it's ironic and it's not. So it's right. ironic yeah, that yeah, she yeah. thinks it's ironic. Yeah, so that's dumb. <laughs> it's really meta. Yeah. Isn't it meta? <laughs> she's, playing, she's playing 4D chess. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Jelanus Morisop played 4D <laughs> yeah. chess. A real five head over there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pepe, don't stop talking because I know you got a headline for us. Yeah, yeah. Lay it on me. I found this. I found this one from the San Francisco Chronicle. The San Francisco okay. Chronicle. The old Cron, the Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we call it in these parts. <laughs> that is what we. That is what we call it. Us locals. That's how we call it. 
It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, this reviewer said, uh, going into this movie, I thought it was going to be a movie about the class war between a rich family and a poor family. But I got very confused when I saw the palatial half-basement the first family was living in and thought to myself, this must be the rich family. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In San Francisco, where you pay $3,000 to live in a closet. Yeah. Yeah. I thought everyone was supposed to be out of the closet these days, but now San Francisco, <laughs> you're going to pay money to live in the closet and you're, and you'll be happy you do. And you, yeah. Uh, because like otherwise it. you're out on the street like last week's show. Um, okay. Jordan, I know you've ripped something wonderful from the headlines and the news. What did you find in the news today? Uh, I think this one was from the press Democrat. Um, oh, the, local the, paper. Yeah, um, the characters in this movie stink. Uh, no, really, they smell. <laughs> but the movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that came up a lot. Yeah, really to the point. Yeah, careful, Jordan. A man's just gonna sprint into your room and then that's, stab that's you. so that's so metaphorical, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that 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 line was a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was that was good stuff. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I do have that the smell the smell of vision stuff in my notes for <laughs> later. So thank you everyone for those lovely headlines. Um, but why don't we give this a little context and do a segment that I like to call the rundown? When did you need that rundown by? As soon as possible. Okay, just get it right. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Of course, we're gonna dive in. To the rundown. I'll be exhausted because it's like a triathlon. Did you want to close this? Our boss, Charles Miner, just made it a rundown and Jim from the office just handed the dossier to our very own James Pepe. So let's see what James Pepe has for us on Parasite. Take it away, James. All right. Well, Parasite is a 2019, so I call this a black comedy, I, uh, 2019 black comedy. I guess uh, IMDb has it listed as a drama thriller, but uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho. It was written by Bong Joon-ho and Han Jin-won, and it stars, oh man, I'm going to butcher these names. So it stars Song Kang-ho, Lee Sun-kyun, and Cho Yo-jong. Nailed it. That's I think that's how yeah. Also, I think that you're right about the black comedy thing and IMDB's wrong, just for the record. Yeah. Um, in Parasite, uh greed and class discrimination threaten a newly formed symbolic, uh symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. Uh Parasite enjoys an 8.5 rating on IMDB with over eight hundred thousand votes. It's a very good score on IMDB. Damn. Yeah, very good score. Um, it also has a 99% on the tomato. The tomato. We can never figure out how to say the tomato meter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. And a, a can 90% I interject something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Real quick, I, wouldn't you say that IMDb, if if we're talking about grades, that they grade on a curve and that an 80, 85 is definitely like an A plus for IMDb? Oh yeah, I mean it doesn't like there there aren't any movies on IMDb that 
get much higher than like are there any 9.0 movies like other than fucking Shawshank maybe that stupid movie <laughs> oh no the best movie the best the best is it, is it is Shawshank still number one on IMDb I don't know how to look at uh, most popular movies without looking it up I'm gonna just resoundly answer yes yes it, it is. probably is and yeah. right where yeah. it belongs on the top of the heap yeah, right. Uh, Shawshank is yeah, top 9.3. Godfather is two. Oh, okay. Nine, okay, so there, there are okay. So, but 9.3 is where you know, the Godfather. The, come on, man. Shawshank made him an offer they couldn't refuse. <laughs> so, yeah. IMDb is like Yelp. It's like there's always going to be those people who are just like, oh, I stepped on some gum outside the restaurant. So one star, you know, people like that. It's just like too much crowdsourcing. So you're going to get low. Yeah, praise. that's right. That's well, right. I mean, if 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 the scale, for all intents and purposes, peaks out at nine point three, eight point five is pretty good. fucking yeah. high, right? It's like ninety. There you go. Yeah. So my analogy stands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and it also has a ninety percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is also very good. So ninety nine percent critic is yeah ninety nine critic ninety percent audience score. Yeah, Excellent. actually, to be a, a rare movie where uh, you don't come across movies that. Um, the critics like that much oftentimes and the audience agrees that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's usually one-sided. Yeah, oftentimes it's one-sided. Um, this movie was nominated for six Academy Awards and won four. So it won... Uh, this is the... F- yeah, yeah. Uh, won four. Won for Best Picture. First ever foreign film to win Best Picture. Uh, won Best Director won Best Original Screenplay, and also won Best International Film. So won two Best Picture Awards at the Academy Awards. And uh, Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. Wow. Okay. Nice. I'll ring it up. Yeah, ring that shit up. Damn. And it took the Palme d'Or. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, and so with that out of the way, I think it's time for our rundown recreation. Tonight, we're going to be playing a little Parasite Trivia. So get your dingers uh, and your buzzers ready. Jordan can raise his hand because we forgot to install that. All right. So you guys are ready for a little for a little trivia, a little movie trivia? Let's do it. No, but oh, let's do it anyway. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> so first question here. Parasite was nominated for Oscars in two categories that it didn't win. Were they A, best costumes and best score, B, best production design and best editing, C, best makeup and cinematography, or D, best leading actor and actress? Uh, that was Devin, I think. Uh, the costume and soundtrack. No, that's not right. Well, I will go with B. Editing and I forget what the other one was. Yeah, edit it. sounded yeah, good to me. Production design and editing. Yeah, that's production right. design. That house was so rad. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it um, had to be that. So Bong Joon Ho said he was particularly happy with the best editing, best production design, Oscar nominations uh, for the film as he felt. The great technicians and masters working Korean film industry were getting recognized for the first time. Uh, according to the editor. Jin Mo Yang. He edited the film in Final Cut Pro 7, an editing program that Apple stopped supporting in 2011 on a computer that hadn't had its software updated 
since 2014, and he received an Oscar nomination for this work. Uh, however, like I said, production design and editing were the only Oscar categories that the film was nominated for, but didn't win. So only four Oscars instead of six. Real quick, is anyone else hearing a crackle when Pepe's talking, or is that just me? Uh, I haven't heard anything. Okay, good. All right, we'll see you. All right, next question here. So Bong Joon-ho did a lot of sketches for the basic structure of the rich family's house. Um, he revealed that when the production designer consulted an actual architect to design this house, the architect saw the sketches and said, A, this is incredible, who designed this? B, he wants this built how quickly? C, no idiot would build houses this way, this is ridiculous. Or D, what's the deal with the secret basement? Uh, Jordan, I think so I had Jordan to up, yeah. That. Yeah, Jordan, tell say. Um, I think it was C, uh, nobody would design something so ridiculous. Yeah, that's correct. No idiot would build a house oh, this good. way. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Not because I knew, but because I was hoping that that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next question here. Uh, in an interview with Korean magazine Cine21, director Bong Joon-ho spoke of his experience in filming in a hyper-rich Korean home. He said his hand literally shook from anxiety when he was returning a trash can that was used as a prop. The trash can was of a high-tech variety that stayed silent even when the lid was being closed and cost as much as this amount in US dollars. Is it A, $600, B, $1,000, C, $2,500, or D, $5,500? Uh, ben. My hands would only shake if it was the 5,500 variety. So anything less than that, and he's crazy. Okay, it wasn't, no, it wasn't D. Yeah, Devin? C, 2,500? C, yeah, $2,500. So, uh, the, the, yeah, the trash can in the park's house costs $2,300 in real life. Uh, Bong Joon-ho chose it because it didn't make any noise and opens very smoothly. Still, he was baffled by the cost, saying, what the fuck, what kind of idiot would buy a trash can that's going to get smelly anyway? <laughs> a rich person. <laughs> yeah, a rich person, right? Yeah, exactly. He'll just buy a new one. Yeah, yeah right. What do they care for money? Uh, all right, next question here. Parasite is one of how many films to have won both the Palme d'Or and Best Picture? Is it A, one? B, three, C, five, or D, seven? Yeah, seven. I'm gonna guess five. No, not five. C, C led me astray. Yeah, uh, Ben? I'm gonna guess one, uh, even though that's probably not right. No, not one. Jordan, you got a 50-50 here. Is it three or seven? Seven. Ah, okay, no, it was three. <laughs> I don't, yeah. even, oh, I don't even know what the Palm d'Or is. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the big prize at, at cons. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, Parasite was uh, was the third film to win both the Palm d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival and the Academy Award for Best Picture. The other two movies were called Lost the Lost Weekend, which is a 1945 film, and another called Marty, which is a 1955 film. I've never wow. seen nor heard of either of those. Wow. Yeah, first time in like 70 years that's happened. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, of these three films, only Parasite and Marty won unanimously at cons. Hmm. Yeah, so... So it's next... kind of in a class all its own because yeah, uh, yeah. those other movies are so old. They just... They are very old. Shouldn't even... How old yeah. are they? <laughs> They're so <laughs> old. I have a sound drop for this. They were filmed <laughs> on I'm actual film. That's right. Yeah. There we go. Thanks. Actually, Thanks this, this, one, this one may have been too. I don't know. Uh, okay, more about... Uh, uh, here's another Here's another trash... Well, sort of a trash can question. So other than the trash can... <laughs> Other than the trash can, because they are so ex because they are so expensive, half of these seen on screen are are CG composites. Is it A chairs, B the liquid filled glass jugs, C cars, or D trees? Yeah, Devin. I think it's those jugs of liquid. Okay, good guess, but not correct. I guess they would be. Okay, since I rang in, I'm going to change my answer from what Devin said to cars. Uh, no, not cars, Jordan. You're Damn you're it. playing a you're playing a slow, <laughs> good slow game here. See, yeah. is it chairs or trees? Chairs? No, it's trees. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't even remember that. seeing a tree in that whole movie. I know, <laughs> I know they were there, the but I, don't, I wasn't paying attention to them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently, um, like in the in the backyard of the rich family's house, there's a there's like a bunch of trees, and I guess trees are like super expensive, so they just like deposited a bunch of big trees in there. Trees are never expensive to transplant. Yeah, I know you yeah. never would guess. Yeah, yeah. Right, Especially cars you can get on loan, trees you have to plant, so it makes sense that those would be more costly. Yeah. I haven't been keeping score. Does, did anyone get any of these? Uh, yeah, got, I got Devin's always ben keeping score. Yeah, okay. Ben All right, so here is the bonus question. This one's a little tougher. Okay, double points? Yeah, yeah, this will be worth double points. Um, okay. So the gym in Parasite, remember when, they, uh, when, the, when their house floods and they go and sleep in that gym? So the gym in the film is the same place where Bong Joon-ho filmed the quarantine sequence in this 2006 film. Was it A, The Host, B, Snowpiercer, C, Okja, or D, Mother? Yeah, Jordan. I'm gonna say A, The Host. That's right, yeah, you got it. Well done, Jordan rockets into the lead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when asked about it, he said he he didn't realize it. Bong Joon Ho didn't realize it, and was reminded by a member of the crew. Oh fuck, was his reply. <laughs> yeah, eloquent. <laughs> yep, nice. As always. All right, well, uh, that does it. Uh, that does it for the recreation rundown uh, for this week, guys. Nice. Uh, quick update on the scores. Uh, I've got one point so far this season. Uh, Jim, our absentee member, has two. Uh, ben has five. Ben leading the pack, and then Hell Pepe yeah. and Jordan both have two now. Wow. So yeah, uh, anybody's game really. Is Ben gonna do right it? Up on top where I belong. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Excellent. I like being in the lead. Uh, let's see if I can uh, make that extend into the actual points that determine who wins the overall uh, show <laughs> and series by playing a little Who Done It. Yeah. Who done it? We 
we've reached the segment where we guess and reveal who is responsible for this week's submission. Winner with the most correct guesses at the end of the series will win a Who Dundee Award. Our current suspects include myself, Ben Mitchell, James Pepe, Jim Scott, and Audience Choice. And uh, our, as always, our previous, uh, our reigning champion has to make the first guess. So I believe that is you, Mr. Devin Schwartz. Who done it? It is me. I, uh, I do feel like this could be any of you, as I think it's pretty common at this point. It seems like every week it could be anybody. But, um, you know, this was a popular movie. It could be audience. Uh, and I could definitely see Ben or Pepe or Jim all enjoying this a lot. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Ben. Feels like a Ben movie, and he hasn't been saying too much so far. He's awful silent. He hasn't been saying too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, that's right. my, that's yeah. my guess. I'm going to go with Ben. It's just starting to add up. All right. Um, okay. Well, it couldn't possibly be me because it's my turn to guess, and I can't guess myself. So I am going to guess a uh, gentleman, Jim Scott, our absentee member, who I believe what we're doing tonight is, did you message Jim to... Uh, let you know I if have, this he has not. not responded so but we'll know if no one okay. else comes process forward. of elimination then <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll have to figure it out okay so but my guess is gentleman jim scott it's a korean film jim has korean heritage and um the the gore and the violence in this i feel like suit jim's uh tastes so that's why i'm guessing jim but uh james pepe who do you think done it well, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I think this is Jim's movie. Um, in our last our last uh, season, he he submitted that um, that Korean movie, the Korean animated movie. Um, this movie seems to be just sort of right up his alley as far as like themes are concerned, and also sort of just like yeah, like you were saying, sort of like the the gore factor. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Jim. Okay, so that's two votes for Jim, one vote for me. And uh, Jordan, who do you think done it? Um, I think this is Pepe's movie. Um, I feel like this is a very like this is a very smart movie, and you know Pepe is a very intelligent guy. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Mr. PhD. So I think this is Pepe's movie. Um, yeah, I'll say, I'll add to that and say that Pepe, I was considering this to possibly be your movie too, but I'm going to stick with Jim Scott, uh, final answer locked in. So we're, we have votes all over the place here. The only one that we don't think it is, is audience choice. And we can't ask Jim yet, but we'll have to follow up with what his, uh, vote was next time and update you all to see if he, uh, guessed correct or not. So, uh, two votes for Jim. We can't ask him. We'll go over to me, since we're tied one vote me, one vote Pepe, and ask me if I'd done it. And the answer I will give you in a sound drop right now. Did I done it? No. It was not. Oh, me. man. Okay, so over to you, James Pepe. Did you done it? It was me. Cut. 
I knew it after yeah. oh. you just copied Ben's answer. I knew oh, it. I should have changed my answer. Jordan just comes in and steals the show right away. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> well done. So go ahead and add a point on your score, Jordan. Coming in there hot, uh, winning the both the uh, rundown recreation and the Who Done It segment. Well done, sir. Rookie of the series. Yeah, he's a ringer. <laughs> and I'm glad I paid for that uh, premium package. <laughs> premium this, is, this is fun. <laughs> if, if Jordan hadn't guessed, if it hadn't been for that, for those meddling Jordans, I would have had another point. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Oh, well, so now the yeah. series is tied. One point for James, who guessed correctly that it was Devin last time for uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And Jordan just guessed correctly for this one, Parasite. And my initial instinct was James Peppy. And I was, I should have stuck with that, as always. I go against my initial instinct and I'm wrong. So uh, yeah, hopefully I'll learn from that. I probably never will. There's enough weird shit that goes on in this movie that I figured you guys well, would. Would guess I remember you easily. saying, hey, I watched a half hour of this and I really like it. And so I was like, well, he couldn't possibly have watched it then, but apparently you are playing uh, 4D chess over there. Yeah, so I, got well so many, that. I got so many Ds in my chest, dude, you don't even know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's bursting through your t-shirt. There, it's buddy. Ds all the way down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I sounded dirtier than uh, you meant it, right? <laughs> no. or did, or is exact that exactly? No, exactly. No, that's yeah. exactly how dirty is you meant it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, now that we know it was you, sir, you actually have some explaining to do to kick off our discussion. Okay, I've got questions. First of all. How did you come up with Parasite and why do you feel like it fit our series theme of movies important for our times? Uh, well, I mean, this is uh, this was a very well-known movie in 2019. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters because there was a there was a when it came out, there was a pretty good, uh, pretty good hubbub uh, uh, in the, you know, in the air about it. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters, um, was pretty blown away by it when I saw it. I knew Bong Joon-ho also because I'd seen The Host and I'd seen Snowpiercer, I think. I think Snowpiercer's earlier than this. Um, so I knew I, I knew I liked him as a director. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible movie as far as i'm concerned and i think it i think it uh i think it fits our theme very well because it is um i mean it's about it's about the sort of like economic disparity uh that is uh continuing to grow uh apparently not just in the united states but in other countries as well like <laughs> like korea um yeah and it's i think um but i think um both koreas I mean, just well yeah right we yeah, already knew first. about the north yeah. one though yeah right <laughs> but i think um i think this movie goes about sort of delivering its message in a very interesting way because um i think that you 
I think that one sort of, well, let me ask you guys, how many of you guys had seen this movie before? I had not seen it. Me neither. Yeah, I hadn't seen it either. And uh, oh, really? we'll have wow. to follow okay. up with Jim next time. But I have seen some of his other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, have you seen um, The Host? I've seen The Host and I've seen Snowpiercer. Was the host the one about the the girl that tortures the guy, or is that, or am I just no? That's off that's the no, audition. That's audition. The, the oh, host okay. is about okay. the host is about like a mutant tadpole, like yeah, like a, a big kid. monster. Yeah, yeah. Like a kaiju oh, another movie parasite <laughs> related movie. I see a theme reasserting itself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hadn't seen Snowpiercer either, so I don't know if I've seen any of his movies before. But uh, oh, really? Quite, yeah, I was quite impressed with this one. Oh well, you got um, so um, none of us had seen this, huh? You got some. I've good, got some explaining to do, and some I got some homework. Be watching coming up. Yeah, 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 definitely. C- considering I really like this one, uh, so yeah. But we'll get back to that. Can continue. Yeah, so I think I think this movie goes about um, doing what it wants to do in a very interesting way because I think that I think that it could have done like a pretty good job if the sort of like if the poor family had been sort of like the heroes of the movie and the rich family had been the sort of like obvious villains. Um, But that's like not what happens in this movie, right? I don't think like neither family are really heroes and neither are really villains. I mean, the the poor family does some kind of terrible things to uh, some terrible things. And the rich family is sort of terrible just in their sort of like obliviousness. Right. Um, but it doesn't, so it doesn't just, it doesn't, it doesn't just victimize it just, it doesn't make the poor people in this movie into victims and the rich people in this movie into villains. It shows how even the poor people, the poorer family are, are sort of like villains towards themselves, right? Because that's what I think that the sort of like interaction between the poor family, um, the kin, the Kim family, and the sort of like uh, the the previous housekeeper and her husband. I think that's sort of what's that what that is, uh, what that's what it, that's about is that showing that like these people who hold this sort of like similar economics. Uh, 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 stance they have this sort of similar economic level they for whatever reason they can't get together and help each other against sort of like who would be their sort of obvious common enemy but they sort of like break down into you know like uh interclass violence um and so i think that's i think that's sort of like what Bong Joon-ho is getting at in this movie is that the it's a complicated issue and there's a lot of different things going on um and so that's why i thought this was like a really interesting movie and a really interesting sort of way of approaching uh the topic so yeah yeah i'll buy that and uh yeah i think that by kind of approaching it how he did um that he definitely like it it took enough left turns there where it plays with the audience expectation in in a good way um, but I'm I so I'll just say real quick, twenty thousand feet. I had not seen this before. Uh, overall, I liked the film, but there's plenty there to talk about. But I was worried about you, Devin. How'd you get through it? it this the violence in this actually made me a little unsettled and maybe a little sick to my stomach. Uh, how'd you do with that, buddy? 
Yeah, I, I do think it's like the most upsetting movie we've watched probably since All Through the Night. Um, like probably the top. All Through the House. Uh, yeah. All Through the House. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Through the House. Um, it, uh, but I mean, obviously the film being extremely well made helps because it's not like that's sort of like low budget gross violence. It's just like it's high budget gross violence, which is just a little just different enough to be uh, stomachable for me. Um, OK, so you made but, it through. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. That much chewing, a little bit of chewing. Not <laughs> yeah. That much. yeah, right. I the, say, the dog did run up and chew on the skewer, the meat. The yeah, skewer. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was some kind of a parallel there to the cat in the in the, the unmentionable, the thing that, the thing <laughs> that shall not be named. Uh, yeah, but uh, did you like the movie overall? Um, I think overall, yeah. I think it, I think. Well, my overall thoughts is that I think it succeeded as a suspenseful drama film. I think that uh, as a like commentary, I don't, I don't, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I did not enjoy the what I what I took away as a, the message of the film. I like vehemently disagree with and kind of despise what it's trying to say. Oh, what I think it's trying to say, um, but it might, it might, unless I'm mistaken, and maybe that'll come out in the conversation. Yeah, that sounds like good combo fodder. And what about you, Jordan? You hadn't seen the movie before. I'm surprised um, one of you guys saw your... this. This was really, really popular at the time when it came out. This was one of those ones for me where I knew it was on my list for a long time, but because it is subtitled, I didn't get around to it because mm, it's yeah. really hard for me to, uh, just with my lifestyle and how hectic it gets around here, to not to sit down and focus on something and not be distracted. However, I'll add that by watching this with my VR headset in uh, a virtual space where I don't have any distractions, I watch it late at night, uh, it has been easier to kind of lock in my focus from being distracted by stuff going on in my environment and uh, by like, you know, smartphones and stuff like that. So it is easier to to take in something like this. And again, I really did enjoy it, but there's stuff I want to bring up. But Jordan... How was your watch, and what did you think overall? Positive, negative? Um, I thought the movie was fascinating. Uh, my eyes were glued to the screen, and I really didn't have too much trouble um, shifting between the, uh, the, the subtitles and the, what was going on on the screen. Um, I guess I, I can't really say exactly what the message was. I know that there's a lot of themes going on. About you know about uh, the rich and the poor and how they feed off of each other in certain ways and how they can abuse each other, um, and you know I didn't really find it that gory. I mean, in the climax there was a sudden like burst of violence, but it wasn't like it wasn't over the top or crazy or anything. I mean, it was there was some blood, especially during like the the garden party fr uh, frenzy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the big yeah, overall, it was a good climax. It was, it was, it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. Um, that's what I have to say for now. Yeah, definitely a well-made movie. But uh, Devin, I'm I'm curious about. Let's start off with what you were saying that what you thought the overall message was. You vehemently disagreed with. So, what do you think that message was, and how do you disagree? Yeah. So, like Pepe kind of alluded to, I think the uh, like sort of traditional class commentary movie especially if it was like a western something made in america 
these mm-hmm. these rich people would be the villains. Uh, they would be like have obvious flaws. You would probably know how they gain their wealth, which you don't really get a sense of how they've gained their wealth. Like you see the 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 husband at his job, but it's like not really clear, you know, exactly what what they're rich from if it's you know inherited or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And but he's just in like tech, right? Yeah, like, yeah, very it's like general, very, like, yeah, startup, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you wasn't he looking Western... at like game controllers at some point? He was like looking VR, at yeah. VR. He was yeah. looking at VR. He also had um some kind of like framed magazine in his house in the beginning, where it said like park right. at Central Park, or like he visited uh, maybe New York, New York, or something mm-hmm. like that. So you know, he's probably like you know up and coming, big in the tech world or something like that. Yeah, what kind um, of big deal exec. Yeah. So yeah, the, the like Western version of this movie, you would have a stronger sense of what he does. It would be something exploitative, and this family would be like the hero of the story because they're they're you know exploiting the exploited exploitative person. This movie is very mm-hmm. different than that. Obviously, it uh, bucks those sort of norms, and uh, I think I mean the message I get from it is basically like this family who is down on their luck, uh, they take advantage of this rich family which in my opinion mm-hmm. is an objectively good thing to do. Everyone should be taking advantage of rich people every chance they possibly get. Um, you know, stealing is easy. Kids do it. Uh, you know, that's my message. That's my my message for this episode is that if you can steal, steal um, because fuck the system. But uh, furthermore, like they, they're taking advantage of this rich family. The rich family uh, is not clearly evil. And then like basically the poor family is punished for taking advantage of them. And then the happy ending only comes when the poor family learns to like pull themselves up by the bootstraps and work for their money and and join the system uh, that they are being oppressed by. Basically, when the son gets wealthy by conventional means, I, I, I felt like that was only a, 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 him envisioning what he wanted to do. I didn't feel like he actually achieved it because it went back to him sitting in the dark in his crappy home. Yeah, yeah, I, what yeah Jordan it's not said. totally clear. Yeah, it's not totally clear, but I mean, still. The ending still implies at least that like through that traditional form of wealth, he would gain happiness. At least that's what he still believes. Even after everything he's gone through, uh, he still believes that getting a job and becoming rich traditionally is like the way to. And that is where he failed. Because in my notes, I also said that I liked how in the penultimate scene that was like I was happy that that wasn't where it ended, that it showed him back in the basement kind of dreaming of that because um, that probably isn't the likelihood of that actually happening is just probably like more like a pipe dream mm-hmm. and he's delusional. And I like that it called back to how the dad said that making like not making plans was the way to go, because if you make plans, you're basically setting yourself up for disappointment. And so I at least felt it was like realistic. Yeah. But I don't it, necessarily disagree with your overall point. Um, but Pepe, what, what do you think about uh, Devin's take? Do you think that he has it, or do you do you th- do you have like another uh, opinion as to as to what the the message of the movie was? You're big on what the filmmakers want us to think, right? Yeah, sure yeah. Form some kind of opinion <laughs> here. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you know the ending. There's a lot of stuff that happens at the end that is weird and confusing. Like, for example, why does the dad? Why does uh? Why does the one dad stab the other dad? Um. You know, like why, why at that, why at that like final moment does he, when uh, the rich guy dad, um, you know, like, like uh, he he sees him smelling the the poor the poor guy the the guy who lives in the uh, in the basement, and he's so mm-hmm. like repulsed by it, 
and it, and it finally yeah, he's like holding his nose while he's grabbing the keys. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he also said stuff like, you know, you have to do this thing for my daughter. And then he made the previous comment about poor people smelling. And then yeah. the other thing that I took away was all they cared about was their son who like kind of passed out. They didn't care about his daughter that had just been stabbed in the heart, basically, and didn't they didn't give a, a damn about her. They just cared about rushing their son to the hospital because of the mother's weird belief that they had like 15 minutes or something. Yeah, I mean... I like I don't want to I don't like I don't want to be a defender of the rich family but the way that they reacted in that scene rings true to me like I would probably care more about my son than their like the person who's tutoring them like you know if I really thought that I that like his that my son's life hung in the balance of 15 minutes I might not like stop to think twice about that but um but anyway, like, I, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah I think to a point, I think they went over the, I think where it caught him was it how over the top that like they had, they didn't give a, they, they made it clear no, they that they didn't care, care at all. Like yeah. there was no, no empathy there. No, not, not only did they not care, but they were, uh, they were sort of like, uh, astonished or sort of like, or like confused right, yeah. at why they couldn't the get other, it. Like, why are the other guy it? was helping her instead of them. Uh, that's the, right yeah that's right yeah yeah um so that i think i think more that was sort of the point of the scene was that like they're just sort of like being flabbergasted that that their help isn't helping them do what they want to do uh instead of and paying attention to someone else uh but, yeah yeah i mean i think i think to i think to devon's to devon's point i mean maybe um I guess I, I mean I, I I guess I would agree with your reading, except for the fact that I don't think the film endorses it, right? I don't think the film is like, yeah, this is the right this and that's good. Like I agree with everything you say, except for the fact that like the film is like, and this is how it should be. I think it I think the film is like the opposite of that. It's saying like, this is what this kid thinks now, and look at how shitty that is, because look at everything that just happened in this movie. Um yeah, and so I think, yeah, and so that, I mean, that's what I, that's sort of like what was how up? I took it. What was up with him laughing? I didn't quite understand that. Was that like the brain damage or did he just really it, think this whole thing was funny? He, like he that mentioned that he really... had brain, that it was like brain, uh, yeah, brain it had something to do with the brain surgery. surgery, yeah. I was like, did we just witness like the birth of like Korean Joker or something? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, so does that, I mean, does that sound plausible to you? I, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that the, that the, uh, yeah, it's, it would seem odd to me that the film at the end would be like, and yes, yes, go and make money legitimately so you yeah. can save your father, so you can buy this expensive house to save your father By the who's way, living in the basement. My producer is telling me to say that the opinions of the co-hosts as far as stealing do not necessarily reflect the opinions <laughs> of Redhead Media. Of course. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely buy that, that that is, it is meant to just more be um like a presentation of the system it's like it's not meant to end with a message which again is like my own western kind of expectation of film to end with like a here's the moral of the movie um it is very possible that it is just like and that's the system as it exists this is how how it self-perpetuates right yeah Yeah. which it reminds me of two things so one it reminds me of uh training day which had a similar like very bleak ending where it's not really meant to be like Mm -hmm. a big 
like systematic moral shift it's just like yeah everyone's kind of fucked this at the is end. what it is yeah the, the the main character walks away alive but like surely he's not going to survive in this system full of corrupt cops um and uh yeah it's, it's just very bleak which then reminds mm-hmm. me of uh uh jordan peele and get out and specifically what he said about the end of get out which was that he made the active choice the original script had basically everyone die at the end it was like a bloodbath and, and the cops showed up and they shot uh, uh, the main character and like just literally just a complete scene of death at the end and he rewrote it because he was like yeah because that's reality in reality the cops would have shown up to that white person's family they would have seen the black guy who killed them and he w- they would have shot him and that's that would have been real and he said i made the conscious choice to make it not real because we have enough reality we have enough bleakness in reality you know mm-hmm. we, uh, i'm gonna make my movie happy and so he made that conscious mm-hmm. choice and so and, and i like that and I, I know like not every movie has to have a happy ending but like uh seeing something this bleak it's just like uh it didn't i didn't walk away feeling good about the movie because it, no, it, it was bleak. such a downer yeah what you said about training day rings true for me because in my notes i also mentioned that this movie that i don't know if any of you've seen it i know jim has but he's not here uh it was called very bad things uh but basically the tone of movies around the turn of the century like late 90s early 2000s which is when training day came out to your point a lot of movies went towards that like really dark ending or dismal like tragic ending at the time and we kind of got out of that in this movie and maybe Jordan Peele oh no he went the other direction well maybe this movie is just like i'm wondering if this is going to ring in a new like era of tragedy rather than stories because the difference between story and tragedy is basically how they end right the structure is different too and uh, speaking com- of structure, comedy and comedy and tragedy. No story. Story w- is where uh, 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 the character gets what they want, or they uh, find out they decide that what they wanted wasn't what they wanted, and they learn something and they change. Oh, okay. But a, tra- a tragedy ends where they try to go after their goal and and fail. Uh, so the mm-hmm. structure of a tragedy, this do- does does excuse me if I can get that out. This does follow the structure of a tragedy in that the closest point to success happens at the midpoint of the film. Uh, and then everything kind of yeah. goes downhill and falls apart after that. Whereas in a story, the midpoint is the first hint of success, basically. But but uh, for this, it was all mm, lead up. Okay. And then the midpoint is when they're drinking the whiskey. And uh, the actual midpoint is when the old, the not old, but the uh, previous maid rings the doorbell. Yeah, and the... So the shit starts to hit the fan. Yeah, that. right at the midpoint. So I'm wondering if since movies are kind of a reflection of the society and the times that we live in, I'm wondering if there's something similar going on now that was going on at kind of the turn of the century 20 years back. Because there was a, just a whole slew of these dark movies back then, but we'll see. Uh if there's if this came out a couple years ago, um off the top of my head I'm not really thinking of other examples if you guys have any feel free to shout them out at me um but we'll see if more of these types of movies come out i'll, I'll be kind of watching curiously to see it, you know it, it might ha- uh have to do with something in uh south korea that we it could be don't even know about you know because well yeah okay so well that's a good point right there because uh uh squid games was had a pretty dark ending too didn't it <laughs> squid games yeah yeah and uh, and so maybe yeah maybe it's re- more reflective of of Korea and what's going on there that could be I mean Snowpiercer has some similar 
themes. Um, and the ending isn't sort of as the ending is like, do you guys know the sort of like basic setup of Snowpiercer? Yeah. It's a train that has to keep on running through a really messed up world. Am I getting this right? Yeah. 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 That was my impression from the trailers and stuff. Yeah. So like it's a train in the sort of like, like nuclear winter or some sort of post-apocalypse. Right. And um, the ending of that is, it's not exactly happy. It's not exactly like dismal, but it's just like, Oh, what are, what are they going to do now? You know, sort of like one of those endings. Yeah. So as a lot of it, to be honest, I, I was, when I was choosing a movie for this, I was deciding whether or not to choose Snowpiercer or this one. And, Hmm. Uh, the streaming streaming services made my choice for me because I don't think uh, it's streaming anywhere for for a, a subscription for free. I'm glad you picked Parasite because it's way better than Snowpiercer. Oh, you think so? Okay, yeah, I think I think so. I I didn't really like Snowpiercer. Really? Okay, but they you 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 would agree that they are sort of addressing similar topics, though, right? Yeah, because you know the front of the train is nicer, and that's where the richer people live, and the yeah. poor people live in the back, and it's really terrible and like bodies on bodies stacked you know really terrible living conditions which was similar to parasite you know the rich people they lived, they lived like upper in the city and they had a much right. nicer yep. than the, up the hill yeah and then the uh, the poor people that lived down the hill that's why you know the scene with the day the, uh, the deluge was so bad for them because it was down and it wasn't going anywhere yeah yeah i actually have something to say about that um that part I really stopped suspending my disbelief a bit because just just based on the practicality of that, like does it doesn't it rain in Korea? Like really, does this get flooded every time <laughs> it rains? Because the rain wasn't even going for that long. It was like one night of rain. It's just gonna deluge the the area they live in. Um, however, yeah, however, I real quick, um, it was quite the spectacle. It was even like. It even rose to like Spielbergian levels of spectacle. I think what with the the toilet like vomiting sewage and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, just smoking right. on top. It was pretty cool. Um, so I think it did work like emotionally, and uh, as far as the spectacle was, I really enjoyed it. And oh, symbolically, I think it worked. You know, showing the differences of the yeah. class and using the space and stuff like that. So filmically, it probably worked. But realistically, I was like, that that wouldn't happen like that. Come on. Yeah, at first I was wondering, like, why are we spending so much time watching them go, f- like, like, crawling through the the city back to their home? Like, why are we why are we spending so much time? And then like, it would zoom in on water, and I'm like, what is what's going on? And right. It started flooding, and I thought like, whoa, what what's going on? And I, I felt like it was going to turn into Magnolia, where like it was going to start raining frogs or something. But then it, it was more real. It was more realistic. Like I can see that. Thankfully, realistically it didn't happening. go that far. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I like I like what what you're pointing out about spatially too because it shows them just going downhill and then down these long stairs and then down the alleyway and it's all down 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 and it's just getting like worse and worse as they go. So that was actually really well done too. The filmmaking in this is rad. They did a great job. Yeah, I mean, I think um to, I mean to your to your point Ben, like yeah, maybe like I I'm sure it does rain a lot in Korea, but uh maybe i don't know you know uh but um i thought uh, yeah like i can it fucking rains there i mean right <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it does sometimes um, 
but I, but like, I think the, there's a sort of, there's a certain like, uh, well, I was going to say narrative convenience, but that might not be quite the right way of putting it. But like, I like where point, you're going there, with that, there's, there's, there's a point to it though, right? Like they come from this house where you're seeing these, like this, this like couple, like cozy in their house, watching their like precocious son who's like having a backyard camp out in the rain, you know, and it's nice. And then they they barely escape with their uh, with their like cover intact, and they have to. They're walking like home barefoot in the rain, and it it turns from like this sort of like almost like idyllic scene into way shittier, <laughs> like you know, for them. They can't enjoy the rain. They have this is this is something they have to put up with, and then um, and then it also and then like that gets compiled upon because they the 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 um, the Park family is so oblivious to the idea that like this rain might affect people differently than it does them that they're just like calling these people you know and. Tell him like, oh, we're having an impromptu birthday party, and and the the Kims are like waking up in a shelter, you know, in a gym, and they're like looking through a pile of clothes so that they can find some new clothes to wear, you know. Yeah, that definitely wasn't lost on me. I felt it worked really well on yeah. just a symbolic level, but um, it that's where pulled the, me out. That's Still, where the, sorry, the, the that's where their opinions of the the Park family change, because at first they're like. Oh, I like them. They're sweet. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're stuck up, but they're sweet and they're nice. Uh, that's what the, they were saying about like the mom and then, the, the, you know, they kind of, the Mr. Kim, he kind of liked um, Mr. Park. Uh, he thought he was okay. But once, you know, their life was just turned upside down, their opinions of them changed and they could see how oblivious and how out of touch they were. Cause like, you know, when they were getting ready for their garden party, like all the characters from the Kim family were just irritated and they didn't want to be there. And especially for Mr. Kim, the dad, it was just compiling and compiling until it reached that point where, you know, he uh, killed the other dad. Yeah. 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 It does this great thing of, of slowly throughout the film, we see, uh, like, especially after that point, we see the, uh, family kind of realizing that they are no different than the people in the basement the people like hiding away because like not only do they both li literally live underground but then the um i'm trying to remember the character's name the one I don't know, do we even hear his name the guy who's living in the basement of the rich home mr um, mr milk bottle banana guy yeah. <laughs> oh man he goes to town on that banana dude. Like, <laughs> he eats it so weird yeah like he he heard a he heard a description once of how you eat a banana, and then that was what he tried to do. Well, obviously he's I'm gonna, a good guy because uh, he, he I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's Gung Gun C, G E U N S E. Yeah, well, anyway, so like when he he's talking about like the I forget what he's talking about, but he mentions like even people who live in sub basements. Like he like mentioned sub basements, which is like what they live in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Their, yeah. Um, that was yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that great when yeah. he was just like, even oh, those yeah. filthy motherfuckers who live in sub, like half yeah. basements. And you're just like, oh no, even this maniac is like, thinks that weird, like wouldn't be caught dead living in a half basement. Yeah. And then later so, he, the same guy also mentions working in like the cake shop, which is the same one that the other yeah, dad yeah, said yeah, he yeah. worked in. And uh, like, they could have been coworkers in the past in like one of these like dead end minimum wage yeah. jobs. 
and like yeah it does this very slow job or like very slow work of making those two characters like specifically those fathers the the non the two non-rich fathers making them like onto the same level and that moment where the rich father like holds his nose smelling the the poorest of the three fathers when he holds his nose smelling them it's like that moment where he suddenly realizes like oh we're exactly the same and that's when he snaps and yep. he grabs the knife and goes to stab him it's like yep. it's a it's the, the way the tension builds between those three men specifically is like such a masterful part of the film it is and it speaks to the writing because no amount of good directing will make up for a poor script right but this movie's script was mm. so tightly written that like almost every element interlocked with some other time yeah, in the movie right. yeah and there was just all these like visual and um like metaphorical callbacks throughout the whole movie and, and like dialogue callbacks that all like played some kind of intricate and um important part of like telling the story right and yeah. i just that such a beautifully written film and so like if you take a director like this and give him a poor script. That's this is what happens a lot of the time. If 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 a director has like a, a mega hit like this, and then all of a sudden their next movie just flops, it's usually because they went off and ma tried to make a bad, uh, make a movie out of a bad script. But uh, this, the director also wrote the story for this, so I imagine he knows he's been called a master of filmmaking and by more than one person. And I I've only seen this movie to judge him by, but I imagine he gets it. You know, if he's the one who was writing this as well. And he had like a writer work with him on this too, I think, uh, from what uh, you said, Pepe. Yeah, he wrote the story and then the other person, I think, wrote the screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. It's just really beautifully put together. And what about the, uh, the Fortune Rock? I've never even heard of that. I don't know if that's oh, like yeah. a Korean thing the, or something. It's called the uh, Scholar's Rock. The scholars, scholars stone. rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't quite understand uh, that because at first it seemed like it was going to be important, and then they just kind of put it away. And then later, the oh, sun. Oh, it was goes important when it hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, the sun goes back and gets it, and he's like obsessed with it all of a sudden. I guess because maybe he wanted to turn their fortunes around. I don't know why he felt mm -hmm. like he had to go back into the basement with it. I don't know if he was going to go kill the guy with it or something. So, but I yeah, I feel, I feel like it like was kind of like a magical talisman of some kind that was going to keep him safe or something but it ended up that fortune rock that he was coveting actually was the thing that uh that knocked him for a loop there i thought he was that's, dead for sure that's why i made that joke in the beginning like no one would survive that come on <laughs> it's interesting we had three different readings because i thought he was bringing it to the other family as like a like to give them like he a felt gift. bad yeah he seemed like he was he was like reticent in that moment and wanted to apologize and give them the rock as like this brought I us fortune let's help it bring you fortune yeah. well i assume that he was going to go hit him with it i assume he was going to go hit him with it because he was going to do that in an earlier scene with like the bum outside their house he was going to go hit that guy with the heavy rock oh, yeah. they got the he's going to use bottle. it as a weapon yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I assume that's what he was mm -hmm. going to do with it again but i'm not sure yeah i just loved having that as a, it was almost like a, it turned out to be almost like a monkey's paw kind of like a curse in a way but i really <laughs> yeah. loved the inclusion of that throughout the movie and i love that we have different readings of it uh and so it was one of those things where maybe the writer and the director there had a firm understanding of it but it was kind of like the 90 percent uh below water and what we see is enough to like keep us intrigued and kind of guessing about it 
but it was clearly a super important element of the story. And I really enjoyed having that MacGuffin, for lack of a better term, uh, in the story. And it definitely yeah. kicked off their fortunes changing, getting that gift. What happened to that guy, though? The guy that <laughs> yeah. gave it to him? He just, I kept expecting he was return. just like a chick yeah, in the bucket, no. uh, for, uh, as the term goes. It's just uh, like you, him, you never see him again. Yeah, it made him seem like a, a mysterious merchant. He's like, here's this, <laughs> yeah, here's right. this rock. And then he disappears. Right. Never, he's never seen it from again. Yeah. He, he just goes abroad. Right. Yeah. I think he had um, plans, though. <laughs> he yeah. had plans to ask that girl and all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shows. <laughs> but then his friends swooped in and oh, yeah. That's that sweet. He's like, I'm glad you trust me. I was like, oh, you can't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up creeping on her the way the, the other guy was going to creep on her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, you know, I, I, I've seen this movie a couple of times now, um, and I've watched it, I think, two or three times, just because our show kept getting put off and put off and put off. And each time, I've sort of the first two times I think I watched, I was really tracking, like, what the fuck's going on with this rock? And then uh, this most recent time that I watched it, I was just like, all right, this this rock has some has some like cultural cachet to it that i'm just not privy to um and so yeah, i just I thought that might be a thing up, too. gave up with it you know yeah i yeah, didn't I mean, google I'm sure it, it either i right. think it's i yeah. think there are i think there the scholars are, I think, are like i think those are real things in the very like brief description of, I hope of so. it that they give at the beginning is basically right it's just like a yeah like a like a gift you give like oh this will bring good 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 fortune or whatever well, you know what? I said I hope so, but it would actually be kind of funny if they just made it up and it was utter bullshit. Because <laughs> you got me on that one. I assume yeah, that is right. some some thing there. But it would yeah. be kind of fun either way. Uh, maybe we'll Google it at some point and see what a scholar's rock is or if that was just made up. Because the architect was made up. That That isn't a real thing. Um, but you kind of alluded to that in the trivia that the house design was uh, sort of the idea was come up with by the director. Uh, I thought that was actually a fun, fun bit of trivia, though, uh, that he came up with some ideas and that the actual guy that went to build it thought that it was like, what? This is insane. Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, how about this, guys? Who's the parasite? Oh, is it yeah. The maid? Of course. What a good, yeah. Is it the poor dad? Is it the rich dad? Is it like, who, who's the parasite? Or is it everyone? It's, it's everyone. It's, yeah, it's everyone. Everyone's yeah. well, the parasite. Yeah, it, it's all well, parasites I, I, all the way down. I, I would say it leans down. more towards the poor people being the parasites to me because it seemed like uh because they they needed to latch onto the they're the invaders. People. They need to latch onto the yeah. rich people to get their their sustenance. You know, whether it was the Kim family or if, or if it was the uh, the basement dweller, you know, um, right? But yeah. like the rich people, they. Um, they they're parasitic in a, in a way too, but they they don't need the the, the poor people as much. I would say it's I mean, like they, Tolkien's they need book. Them. They need them, but they uh, they don't need them. It's weird. They need they need somebody to to yeah. serve them, right? Yeah. But it's like Tolkien's book, The Two Towers, like because there's more than two towers in the damn thing, <laughs> and everyone's always <laughs> arguing about which of the two towers he's referencing. But okay, uh, so if it's the poor family infiltrating the rich family for money. And then there's the rich family leeching off the poor family's labor to maintain their lifestyle. Shouldn't the movie be called Symbiote? 
instead of parasite. I was actually going to mention that that the way that they invade the family, uh, the, the way the poorer family invades the richer family is much more like a symbiotic parasite because they they offer something. They they offer themselves as like part of this rich family and they make themselves uh, uh, appear friendly and useful. And then that's how they get latched on, which is is less of a parasite and more of a yeah, I guess symbiotic relationship. Wait, that, is like, is bottom feeders is whale. a symbiote? A subclass of parasite? Am I, am I using that term, term wrong, or are they two different things? I've heard the term symbiotic parasite before, where they oh, are... Okay. Okay. Parasites, typically, there are parasites in nature that uh, animals, like, welcome onto them. Like, they, they're, so like, they didn't okay get it with wrong. Because they, yeah, especially in aquatic life. It's like a lot of them, like, filter out harmful bacteria from their body. In return, they'll, like, take a little bit of their food, basically. Yeah, just a okay, basic parasite enough. would be only the parasite is getting a benefit and the, the victim right. is not getting anything. So that would be the guy in the basement, the guy who lives yeah. in the basement of their house. That he's would be a, parasite. a true parasite because yeah. he, a yeah, they don't even know parasite. he's there. He's just feeding off of them. Yeah. Whereas the family of poor people are more like a, yeah, it's more of a symbiotic relationship. And then maybe yeah. the debt, the poor dad at the end becomes this, becomes the similar parasite, parasite yeah, he would become a parasite, in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Ugh, even that word gives me the willies. Yeah. It makes the uh, it makes the basement guy so much creepier when you start talking about yeah, him and Jordan in that way. Yeah, I think it was you, Jordan, that said that his acting was just like over the top awesome. Uh, that wasn't your words, but that's kind of what I took from it. It was a pretty crazy awesome performance. I thought He's that guy was just wild. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, in a, in like a not in a good way, but just in an entertaining way. I just thought it was rad what his acting. In that, uh, throughout, like mm -hmm. <laughs> from the I mean, clip I that I got where he was attacking to the, the the blood on the head to just yeah. even when he was going after the banana, it's just all like you win, oh, man. You steal every banana. scene you're in, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Eat it like a parasite. He's he. Everything he does in that movie is so strange. Respect. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. He, oh well, that's that's the other funny thing is that like he's he's an Uncle Tom, right? He like he worships. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, he, like, you're worships right. Mr. Park, right? He's yeah. so he's like always sending him messages about how cool he is, and like he turns the lights on for him when he fucking walks home, and he's he's always yelling respect at him. Like, yeah, he, respect. He's, like, yeah, but, yeah. You know, Mr. Park is oblivious, and he turns his yeah, nose Mr. up to him. He, he's yeah. oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's what. Yeah. Makes it, I mean, that's what. Yeah. That's like where the fucking. Like the that's irony. the that's the point of it, yeah. The irony, yeah. You know, usually in the movies we do like a, a a thing where we say what we liked or didn't like, and kind of depending on how we landed. If it's like if there's like a lot of polar opposite opinions going on, we go one way or the other. But I'll just I, I like the movie. Uh, I'll I'll say okay. I'll just say this. I I liked the how the smell thing was referenced. We did kind of talk about callbacks and stuff. But I really liked how they built that up into a like a crescendo at the end. Uh, it was always important, and <laughs> the whole dad's bit where he kept smelling himself, and they like yeah. kind of up the ante there. That was one of my favorite parts about how this movie worked. But one of the things I'll just say that was the like, and then the thing that I didn't really like, or I thought they could have followed up with, because they did have like an extended ending. I thought they might have shown what happened to the rich family after the fact. Like they didn't, they just kind of like were out of the picture after that. I wish they would have followed up and at least shown something like one scene or some kind of indication as to what happened to them. Cause I found myself like questioning about mm -hmm. that. 
But if you guys have like a, a scene or a segment or an element that you liked or maybe thought could have improved, you can throw those in now and then we'll move on to the, to the commercial break. Um, well, another thing that repeats throughout the film that doesn't have as direct of a, uh, or as obvious of a meaning as the smelling um, is flashing lights are like a big portion of the movie. It, it occurs many yeah. times where the, there's obviously the guy turning on the lights for uh, Mr. Park as he comes home. There's also uh, the scene that's in parallel with that, the scene where they're in their home and it's flooded. Um, there is a flickering street light outside that's like flashing. It's like the only light in the scene as they're like walking through their uh, flooded home. And that's happening at the same time that we see the guy like bloodying his head on the button uh, in the home. So that's like a direct parallel. Yep. But then there's yep. also the scene where they're getting drunk in the home and eating their like big meal. The lightning is flashing outside. It's another scene lit only by like a flickering light. Um, and it's just mm -hmm. it's something I'm not sure if there's a direct meaning for it or maybe something I have to watch the movie three or four times to fully grasp. But it, it does recur quite a bit, uh, just like the smell. It's one of those nice recurring elements. And for sure, I thought that that kid was going to blow their cover when he was starting to write down the Morse yeah, code too. from yeah, the flickering also. light. But it makes sense that they didn't because that family's fucking oblivious to the poor people's plight. They don't <laughs> care. So I'm glad that it didn't end up being the thing that blew their cover. Like the kid was just doing a game and whatever. He didn't care. You know, he was more worried about not being able to sleep out in the tent or whatever the, the his little problem was. So that was yeah. that was pretty cool. All right. So anything stood out that you thought w could be improved or outside of uh, you disagreed with the message overall? I mean, you could stand on that. But is anything else come to mind? Yeah, I mean, just just the the bleakness of the movie. I feel that I'm I'm mm -hmm. like a little tired of bleak movies. Another movie that mm -hmm. I was going to mention that it it brought to mind was Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, which mm -hmm. again is like the opposite, like the polar opposite in almost every way to this movie, where it is like mm -hmm. it has the most uplifting, positive message that I maybe have ever seen in a film. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it like in direct contrast to this. In in some way, it's like this. This movie was black. That movie is white. It's like, it, I don't know. I couldn't help but compare Yin the two. And I don't know why exactly, but yeah. You will. No spoilers. I haven't seen that yet. All right. It's very positive. It's awesome. You should watch it. It's good. Maybe. Maybe he's trying to throw you off. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to counteract. <laughs> All right. So, James Pepe, like, dislike? Uh, well, I, I mean, I really like this movie. Or pass. Um, okay, you're not <laughs> no, passing. No, no, no. Pepe ain't passing. Uh, Never. Yeah. Never. I, no, no, no. No, I, when, when have I ever restrained myself for offering my right. opinion? <laughs> That's why we pay you all the, the pretzels and cheese you can eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're in top pretzels. You know, it's, you know, I never, I never thought about the, this movie in relation to everything everywhere. Um, I didn't like that movie. Okay. Uh, so, um, but anyway, um, I, I can I can see what you mean though. There's there are certain there are parallels that you can draw. Um, I mean my my favorite part of this movie is the is just sort of like the centerpiece of the movie. Um, like when they're all in the house and then the other and then the family starts coming home and they have to like scramble to not get caught. It's it's so they. The, the tension is maintained for so long and it's done so mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's done with like, just like 
such precision and such pinpoint accuracy. It's it's so good. You're just like yeah. You're white. You're white knuckling it for like a half an hour. You're just like fuck. What is going to happen? When you're writing stuff for your characters, obstacles they call it, and I've mentioned that before. When you're writing it, you throw in as many obstacles as you can, and boy, did it rain obstacles. Everything yeah. from what they had to cook to Even dealing the with rain. the maid and the husband to dealing with the glass on the floor, the rain, the kid in the tent, like it kept going. They didn't they didn't slow down. They just they kept it up and kept it up throughout the whole sequence, even through the flooding sequence that followed. And it really that tension was kept up throughout to the end of the movie. So really well done on that. Yeah. Any flaws yeah. in this movie that you put forth for us to watch? You know, um, there, I think this movie is very, very good. Um, there's something about it, though, that I don't like. There are some there. I think there are better movies than this. There are movies that I like more. And I think that. I don't know. It's hard to say that, like, I can't I can't really think of a way. I mean, maybe the ending. It is a strange way to end the movie like this. Not the not the not the party scene, but like the the very ending, the sort of like coda at the end of mm -hmm. the the sun, like having this having this daydream of like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make something of myself so I can mm -hmm. buy this house. And it, it is a it is a little it is a little weird. Um, you do I think have to you have to think about it, or it, it takes some thought to like unpack it. Um, I don't think I've unpacked it yet. And I think Devin kind of pointed that out too, really, is that there was something yeah. off or strange about that. I thought it was satisfying that it wasn't reality, at least, where they showed that it was just his, kind of his fantasy. So I thought yeah, that I was, I but was to unpack it, I don't think I have. And I thought we might get to it in the discussion. I really don't think that I have a solid something to kind of hang my hat on there. Like, what were they? saying or with that you know and it was as maybe it was as um dark and kind of unresolved it's almost like when a song ends and it doesn't resolve you know certain songs would do that sometimes where they end on a note or something and it doesn't quite get you to the ending and that they're just like ah we didn't resolve it so it kind of felt like that uh, for better or for worse yeah. Um but I I think that um I think if it had you know I think if the movie had ended in a sort of more perhaps literal way we might have we might have critiqued it for that too like okay you don't need to spoon feed us this ending you know we kind of like give us a little something to to chew on here. Um so maybe that's a at least maybe that's not a fair criticism of being like, well, your movie is ambiguous. That has more. It has more than one possible interpretation. You know, that's not really a flaw. Um, yeah. So no, but know. it leaves it's, you with a feeling of not quite a resolution. And yeah, so, yeah. But if that's the point, and it right. works, and we're talking about it now, maybe that's not such a terrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Jordan, you got anything, or or are you passing? Um. I almost felt like the movie would have been better if it started uh, kind of like in media res where like it starts with them tricking the family and you don't know that the Kim family is a family. And then you and then it kind of goes back and shows oh, that's them, interesting shows them planning this stuff. 
Um, I felt like I feel like it might have been more interesting that way if it had like a kind of like a, a small twist in that way. Um, some other things I like, I did like the twist of uh, the basement stuff, although it did seem like just kind of like out of left field. But it was so it was so crazy mm-hmm. that it was enjoyable because um, mm-hmm. like I didn't see that coming either. No, no, like when the the maid showed up and she was like acting really strange. You think like she was mm-hmm. gonna kill them or something. And then I she thought in- she had hidden a recording device and like had evidence that they were frauds. Like I thought that's where they were going with it. Yeah, it just kept it kept spiraling, spiraling downward. Like she she's going mm-hmm. in the basement. Like what is she doing in the basement? She's moving the shelf. Like what's down there? And and the shows are going down and down, and down. And like what is it? Are they torturing this guy down here? But yeah, know, yeah. So it was a good twist in that like you didn't it know was. what was what was going to happen. Um, something I didn't like. I, I feel like they could have expounded on the Scholar's Rock a little bit more. I, maybe it was a cultural thing, like Pepe said. Like we just don't understand what that, what the significance of that rock is, because it's like, um, like the sun. He was like, "How can I do this? I'm a loser," and and then like he goes there, and all of a sudden he's just like the best actor in the world, <laughs> and he's like tricking this family. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what they yeah, should have so, done? They should have had him take the scholar's rock at the end and spin it to see if he was awake or dreaming. And then it just keeps <laughs> showing the rock spinning and then it cuts to black. There, we I, fixed I, it. So what I assume is like the rock changed their fortunes, like it made it, you know, made them succeed. But um, I don't feel like it was hammered home enough that that's what the rock is going to do. And I, I don't yeah. feel that way. Maybe they maybe, used it in too many different ways. Or they didn't use it enough. They, you know, they, they, they showed it a few times, but, you know, at a certain point they put it on the shelf and we don't see it again for a while. Mm-hmm. They might have, they, it might have been nice for them to use it at, at the end. Like if he somehow had it uh, in well, the very last scene or got he, rid of it or something. He does Did he get have rid of it? it. Yeah. Part of his fantasy is him when he, when he decides I'm going to get a job and earn my money the right way. Okay. It I shows him that. placing it in the river. He like goes and tosses it in a river. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember I, it's that. Like, I think it's meant to represent him like getting rid of superstition. Like, I'm not going to wait to be lucky. I'm going to go and earn my money the right way. And, you know. Gotcha. Which you disagreed with. Yeah. And get a get a K-pop yeah. haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to have that K-pop haircut. Okay, so we have enough to grade Parasite. Uh, but first, we have to have a word from our sponsors. Got to keep the lights on around here. So it is time to take a short commercial break and now a word from our sponsors have you ingratiated your destitute family into working for a wealthy family in their opulent home as a tutor or an art therapist perhaps a chauffeur or a maid did you slide into your cush new job by displacing another worker through deception and general trickery Did you then celebrate by getting hammered on rich Papa's whiskey while your boss's family was away on a camping trip only to be interrupted by the former maid whose husband is hiding in the secret bunker built by Starkitect Namgung Haiwan Ja? And subsequently, (laughs) did you receive a call from the homeowners telling you that their camping trip was rained out and they're only eight minutes down the street? And are hankering for some good old-fashioned home-cooked rom-dom? Jeez, this is getting really specific. 
Well, <laughs> just surf on over to romdom.com and we'll rush you over a hot bowl of hot ramen that will satisfy the missus and give you enough time to properly clean up your mess before your boss arrives home with his family and tilts your story from the heights of success toward an inevitable tragedy. Yes, at romdom.com, we guarantee hot ramen will be delivered in just under three seconds so that you can focus every second of your precious time avoiding the pitfalls of your sitcom-like situation. <laughs> Side effects include being classified as a parasite, <laughs> winning the Palme d'Or, smelling like you ride the subway, and backed up raw sewage flooding your basement dwelling. So you better hurry to romdom.com. We now return you to oh, your man. regularly scheduled program. Run, don't walk, folks. <laughs> I want to try that stuff, actually. You know, that's pretty good. That term was... I have in, tried that. The term was invented for this movie, apparently. <laughs> At least the English pronunciation was invented for this movie. I just looked oh, it up. Yeah. It's just ramen and udon. It's just ramen with udon. Um, sirloin. Yeah, well, yeah, they added sirloin. But, like, the term yeah. ramdon, ramdon did not exist until Parasite existed. Interesting. Well, I, so, apparently, um, apparently that is, like... <clears throat> that, that, like, dish is like an important part of the movie. When I first saw this, I, I did, because I'm into cooking, right? So I, I like figured out what it was, right? Mm -hmm. And so like the, the sort of like point of it is, is that like to make that stuff ramdom, you basically like mix together two different types of packets of instant ramen. So it's like mm. a very inexpensive meal, right? But of course, when the fucking rich family makes it, they like put a bunch of like Wagyu beef into it, you know? <laughs> so. Right, right. Mixing it up yeah. for the rich. Okay, so it follows yeah. the theme of the movie. I noticed when I looked up the name of the dish that it said Ramdom and then in parentheses had some other name. And I was like, okay, yeah. so it's known by something else. But um, yeah, so go over to Ramdom.com. Just under three seconds. I bet. I'm sure that I bet. Have you, did you check if that website exists? I'm sure it does. I'm almost positive it must. Oh no! Now I'm horrified by what it might yeah, be. Yeah, it's just it's just it it's doesn't. just people stuffing ramen into each other's buttholes or something. It doesn't exist, right? Oh well, okay. Well, that's what it should be. That's what I wanted. It two to movies, be. one cup, or two ramen, one cup. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm horrified by what might. Be. Please don't go to romdom.com. You can if you do, your, uh, email us. You can buy that URL for Let six thousand dollars. Six thousand American dollars. You can so, own. Wow. Okay, there account. you go. You can own. Or you can, or you can get two trash cans for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take half the site and one trash can, please. <laughs> if that's possible. Yeah. All right, let's grade this thing. Oh, I well, <laughs> by the way, did anyone see the sequel to uh, Christmas Story that came out? Oh, on, I didn't get like, Netflix. Oh, I didn't. Oh, it didn't. So I good. didn't want to. If Was you like the original, okay. if you like, I do the, original, like the original, you I, I will wanna, like. I refuse you to will believe like the, that the sequel is good. I can't, yeah, that's hard I for me to. Do. I went into it fully expecting it to just be awful, but it was so good. They did such a good job with that movie. 
if you like the next original, Christ, you will Christmas. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait until it's Christmas season again. Uh, you'll be in the in the mood. Uh, and yeah, maybe watch the original, but we all probably know it by heart if you were one of the fans of that film. It, they did a good job with it. I was I was pleasantly surprised with the outcome there. Now, don't let don't like get your expectations way like through the moon though, and then go watching it. But uh, you know, because I I went into it expecting crap, but uh, they I feel like they did a good job with it. Anyway, we're not grading that. We're grading Parasite. And uh, while Ralphie didn't get an A plus on this, uh, Ralphie did get from me an A minus. I thought it was a very well done movie. I'll probably end up watching it again. Everything from the set design to the lighting to the callbacks and the writing, uh, the acting, the characters, it's all going to stick with me. I already know it. I've been thinking about it. I'm going to continue thinking about it. It did have a dark and dismal ending, um, which stuck with me in a different way, maybe. And uh, maybe, that, maybe that's where the minus comes from. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, because you don't come out of it feeling great, right? Um, but there's definitely a catharsis of sorts. Um, just a dark tharsis. Did I just coin a new <laughs> term there? But uh, yeah, overall, really well made, really well done. I would definitely recommend it at an A minus. So, Mr. Devin Schwartz, where did you land with Parasite? Uh, so yeah, I agree with you, Ben, and also gave it an A minus. Um, oh, okay. Movie that I I would not feel comfortable giving it lower than an A because it is extremely well made, clearly and well acted. It is. Um, yeah. And uh, I agreed. You know, I, I I liked I liked a lot of it until the extremely bleak ending and. I, I saw it coming. It didn't really catch me off guard necessarily. It felt like a pretty bleak movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I think overall it doesn't quite land with a message that I agree with, as I've said. And uh, I would have liked something a little less uh, dark, <laughs> a little less depressing. Um, I also have word mm -hmm. from our gentleman friend, Jim Scott. He did get hey! out of with a grade. Uh, he correctly hey. guessed right. Pepe without having any prior oh, knowledge. Wow. So, Give him a point. Yep. Yeah, uh, well done, Jim. And as to the grade, he said, A for sure. A hit straight out of the park. Thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And he wishes oh, he could have been here. Because he, he had a lot to say. Jim, my boy. It's my boy. Yeah, I, I'll good job, I Jim. miss Jim's choice. opinion. I know he would like yeah. the, the violence. and the. I knew he would like that. That's why this, I ultimately thought it was his. This is his This is his season, too. So it's it's too bad he's having for to sure. miss some of these. For sure. Yeah, exactly. This was his choice. Of the theme, so yeah. So, Mister, put forth this movie for us to watch. Yeah. How did you grade Parasite? C minus. I, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A. Um, yeah. I really like this movie. Um, I mean, I think it deserves all the accolades it received. I think it's I think yes. it's I think it's an important movie for our times. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just think it's an overall good movie you know when i was when i was looking to do the i'll keep this short but when i was looking to do the the rundown trivia i looked at the um the wikipedia page for the movie you know and mm -hmm. um a lot of the filming they did were was for was on sets but there were actual places in korea where the kim family lived in the like half basement and i guess it's gotten a real it's gotten to be a really popular place to visit that's a real place i thought for yeah, sure that yeah. was a set what with the toilet spewing and 
I was oh, like, that has to be a soundstage. I think no, I think the I think the house was a set, but the place where like the alleyway, it's like the street real, the alley. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so um, a lot of people have started traveling there, but they're but like the but they're like wealthy people, you know. And so like the people that live oh, in weird. that place are start are, have started to complain about like these people coming and like essentially taking pictures of them for being poor like and living in this place you know um somebody missed the point of the movie yeah yeah well i think it's 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 like an irony that's that's sort of i I don't know i think it speaks to the to the end of the movie of how this is like a cyclical thing right like Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's just the shitty it's just shitty all the way down right yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do think part of so I don't want to go back to like the discussion thing, but I just want to say one thing real quick. I do think a rich person could watch this movie and say, yeah, those poor people are parasites and get like you could very easily get the wrong message from this movie. This is part of my, my yeah. disagreement with it. Anyway. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is just uh, mm-hmm. so it says this is from their Wikipedia residents living in parasites filming locations have reportedly complained of a sense of embarrassment and discomfort due to increasing tourists visiting their neighborhoods. And taking photos of their surroundings, making them feel like quote monkeys in a zoo. Uh, and I guess the government has taken actually the government. So this says in response to the local government of Seoul has announced that government funding will prioritize the estimated fifteen hundred low income families living in the semi basement type accommodations featured hmm. in the film. So good for them. Yeah, I feel like it at once supports Devin's point and somehow makes the movie better <laughs> yeah. at the same time. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. All right. So we got two A's, two A minuses. Jordan, you have the final grade and the final say uh, before we calculate the GPA. Where'd you land with Parasite? I also gave it an A. I didn't think that anything less than an A minus or, you know, I I thought it was better than an A minus, but anything less than an A minus would be disingenuous because it was a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, well directed, well acted, well written, uh, you know, as, as well as uh, I'm sure it's like way better in the native language, like, you know, for them to understand. Uh, but like the translation was good. Like there was only some things that were like a little weird, but uh, like metaphorically you know, speaking. Yeah, that's so metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, yeah, you, you, know, you probably do have a point there. Yeah. With, you know, the, uh, with the translation. <laughs> Ben, when you were when you were talking about like, um, like, uh, are you a, are you a are you a tutor that can that is tutoring like like rich people's students? Like that's gonna be what I like. That's gonna be me. I'm just gonna be like a guy who who, <laughs> who teaches rich rich kids like impractical things. It's just gonna be me because they that's don't need the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They don't need to go on to teach. <laughs> They'll yeah, just yeah. Uh, make conversation and impress their friends <laughs> right, because yeah, you've taught be, them well. Yeah, yeah, they'll be real good at uh, <laughs> they'll be real good at, at cocktail parties, and then they'll they'll take over that's the right. known world like uh, like uh, right. Alexander the Great. <laughs> well, te- so teach me, them some. Yeah, no, no. You, <laughs> what I was going to say is you got to ingrain some, teach them some kind of like. Pitfalls no, or something. Yeah, of course. Like, no, I yeah. like, I'll teach them. Yeah. <laughs> do something, teach do something to mess here. them up down the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Turn them ethical. There you go. That's your job. Yeah. Yep. Make them into good people. Yeah. We can talk more about that in the forthcoming Dr. Pepe's 
segment of the show <laughs> that we'll add once you once you achieve the thing. Once you do the thing, my friend. Yeah, once I do it. Yep, you'll get there. Uh, full support of the show and uh, all your friends. Can't wait. Um, and now you have the pen, the penis mightier sword. Oh yeah, that's right. So, yeah, well that's, yeah, yeah. We don't want to break the uh, the uh, illusion of the show, though. So maybe yeah. I'll edit that no, out. No. Yeah, I figured you 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 could make better use of that than I could. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's see what do we got here. We have a GPA that this is uh, going to be high a high rated movie. This this is going to be right up there. Yeah. yeah, and it's a Pet Bay movie, so yeah. What was that stupid deal. movie that you did that got a four somehow? Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's a great movie. <laughs> no, Howl's Moving Castle is rad. Yeah, that's. Uh, but I'm yeah, so where's our GPA viewed. for? Yeah, oh, by far. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy up there. There's something like thirty uh, something thousand views on that one. So, Parasite lands at a GPA of three point eight eight. So uh, still an A minus, wow. obviously not, a, not quite a full 4.0, um, but 3.88 lands it tied for our second place favorite movie of all time, tied wow. with, of course, Roma, the previous record holder, okay. uh, number that's, one. That's a that's with similar thematic content. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Say. Roma a bit I more wonder, positive uh, at the end, but I, I wonder mm-hmm. if Kat's seen mm-hmm. this movie. She probably really. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she has. I'm. I'm, I'm I would almost. Uh, you got to ask her and get back to us. Yeah, well, well. Um, All right, so okay. this is the part of the show where you hurt my feelings, Devin. Yeah. But I mean, most of the movies are going to be worse than this. But tell me what movies are almost as good as this movie and and hurt my feelings. <laughs> there we uh, go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, movies on this echelon. We have Twelve Angry Men with three point eight six. Okay, uh, we have so. the Silence yeah. of the Lambs, also three point eight six. Yeah, okay, and Deserve then so. uh, Get Out and Shawshank Redemption at three point eight three <sighs> each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I Shawshanked you again, Pepe. Just to make sure. <sighs> nah. Just to make sure this insults Pepe, uh, no Pepe movies on this uh, level. I noticed just all those. That was Ben and me. And <laughs> oh, no. Kat, uh, I don't see any Ben or any uh, Pepe movies up here, except for this one. Except for this one. Yeah, you finally joined yeah, the welcome. three point eight club. Welcome, in. <laughs> oh, man. It's welcome to the upper echelon with you guys, though. I mean, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, um. Why don't we put some more pearls before a swine uh, by choosing a movie that Pepe will probably not like as much as this movie and find out what we're going to be watching next oh, show. Oh, yeah. My, one of my yep. favorite parts of the show. Absolutely. Let fate decide by rolling for the next episode in a segment I like to call Roll the Dice. And the new sound drop, new-ish. It's time! Oh man, so exciting. <laughs> it's time to roll for the next episode where we let the dice decide our fate as to what we're watching for next show. And our newest uh, member, our newest co host, Jordan, it will actually be your turn. To roll a, well, you could roll a six-sider or you could do a 1d3 in virtual space. Uh, so get a, a either a 1d3 or a six-sided dice ready to roll for the next episode while I launch the super secret submission page that even I don't know what's on it until I click Whoa. the appropriate cell. And uh, let me know when you have that queued up 
and I'll give you your sound cue. Twenty. <laughs> you ready? I'm oh, ready. you're saying okay that you'll let me know? Okay, here we I'm go. Drum roll. roll. Two. Lucky number two. We will be watching a movie called "Call Me by Your Name." Came oh. out in 2018 and is now streaming on HBO Max, Netflix, and Showtime. It's all over the place, folks. So, so just so, a little Nas X music video. That's all. Just that short, like three minutes. <laughs> yes, is as is my understanding. The devil. It is. Yeah. Provided Crazy. there's no. Yeah, provided there's no follow-up questions. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, watch "Call Me by Your Name." Basically, anywhere there's a streaming, a uh, uh, movie streaming, it'll be on there. For next week's show, please join us. It will be another... I don't know if the movie will get an A+, but the show will definitely be an A+, as always. Always an A+, never less. Always. Sometimes more. Sometimes A++, like Ralphie got in his uh, fantasy grade for his essay. (laughs) So... (laughs) Can't wait to take a bite out of this one. (laughs) That's right. Jordan. I can't wait to watch this movie. (laughs) <laughs> I will I enjoy thought. it as I'm required to. <laughs> yes, yes. You are required to watch it, not required to enjoy it. But you will watch. Okay, folks, we got a bit of show business to do. How oh, much man. do you know about show business, Mr. Valiant? Only there's no business like it. No business I know. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> clip. It gets me every it's time. also my favorite clip. Yep. Every time I smell. One day we'll watch that movie when it fits the theme. <laughs> All right. For me, this is always my low point. I have a retraction. Producer makes me Uh, do it. So here I go. I'm going to rip off the uh, band-aid and do the retraction. Last episode, I incorrectly stated that Will Smith would henceforth be working under the name Slappy the Clown during our commercial (laughs) break. Oh, jeez. But during recording, Mr. Smith, who was in the celebrity audience, approached me and made a very solid Uh argument as to why I shouldn't indulge in such crass humor, reminding me correctly that I need to keep his clown name out of my damned mouth. (laughs) Now, I shall bear the sting of my mistake henceforth as it is deeply imprinted on my mind, or at least on the side of my face. We sincerely apologize and ask that you bear with us as we strive to be better. Fan emails, you can write to ben at redhenmedia.com, just how it's spelled, and we may respond to the show. Let us know how we're doing. Did we get something wrong? Did you arrive at the same conclusions as James Pepe and therefore discover yep, be right. objective truth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what segment of the show is your favorite? And most importantly, where are you listening from? Write us and we may choose your email to read and respond to on the show. And stop writing, Mom. I'm not going to read your emails. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I want a real email. Okay. <laughs> that is pretty much typically where we always end the show, and there's never one more segment that we sneak in. Always right? we end. Every single show ends right now. What? <laughs> I always look where my door isn't. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just going to run with it. Who's that? Just one more thing. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble because 
Oh, good question. I never thought to ask that. I, sh I really should get a lawyer before I talk to this guy. Everyone in, <laughs> everyone in Colombo should always lawyer up. I'll tell you that much. And they never, <laughs> yeah. ever do. No matter how rich they are, they just talk to Colombo. They talk their way into getting arrested. And so will after, I. Yeah, yeah. After you take, uh, sorry, after you take Devin's advice and steal a lot of stuff, take Ben's right. advice and get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Lawyer up. Don't talk, <laughs> yeah. to, don't talk to the police, especially no, particularly Lieutenant Colombo, like we're going to do. Lieutenant Colombo is here, and he says that we have time for just one more thing, where each co-host shares something from outside of the show. So, Devin, why don't we start with you? What do you got this week on Just One More Thing? Sure, yeah. I have a show for you all, another great uh, prestige television show hidden in the bowels of the streaming wars. Um, this one is Poker Face. Uh, it is Natasha Leone's new joint. You might know her from right uh, Orange is the New Black or uh, uh, Russian Doll. Um, she's the woman with the incredible voice and great acting skills to match. Um, and yes. uh, Poker Face, is, the basic premise of the show is she is uh, a woman with the unique ability to instantly tell when anyone is lying to her. Um, similar mm. to lie to me, except that she's not smart. She just knows how to do it. <laughs> it's just an ability, basically. It's like um, a psychic ability or uh, yeah, it's not really as mystical some kind of as magical that, realism. Yeah, it's just like she just knows. Yeah, it's, it's just sort of accepted that this is a thing she can do. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, it's a, sort of a murder of the week kind of show where uh, the basic structure is uh, someone dies at the beginning of the episode. You as the audience member know basically what happened, but you watch as uh, her character. Oh, figures my God. It out. She's Columbo. It's, She's Basically, the new Columbo. There are yeah. direct Columbo. That's exactly yeah, the format it's, it's of Columbo. Like, Columbo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the audience knows, and Columbo knows right from the beginning, and he just has to prove it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's a little more like she still has to figure some things out, but typically someone mm -hmm. lies to her very early on in the episode, and she, you know, it, it piques her interest. Um, there's some great guest stars in it. The first episode has uh, the great Adrian Brody. The nose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's excellent in it, but then each episode, yeah, has a equally excellent uh, guest star usually. Um, and yeah, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Actually, to tie it into what we're talking about today, um, uh, Okja is referenced in one of the episodes. Uh, there's a guy who becomes vegan because he watches the movie Okja, and then, <laughs> and then he gets murdered because he became huh. vegan. It's great. Oh, good. That's, yeah. yeah, no, that's appropriate. <laughs> Adrian Brody's uh, one of those rare actors that just won't do bad stuff. Like he just. Oh, yeah won't be involved in it. He must have a great agent or manager or just have a good sense of what's going to go or not. Yeah, and then the show was also created by Ryan Johnson of of Glass Onion and uh, uh, Knives Out fame, among other things. He wrote and directed the first episode and then he <laughs> created the whole show. Pepe and I yeah. are laughing. <laughs> we know this, what the other things are. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't like, I didn't like Knives Out either, so. Oh, good. And oh, Looper okay. too. Yeah, right. He wrote Looper, which again, like three of my favorite I movies do, of all time. I do like Knives Looper. Out, Glass Onion and Looper. Okay. And that one Star Wars movie. Yeah. Did he write the good one of those or the bad yeah. one of those? Okay, he wrote the good one. Uh, <laughs> he wrote the, I'll say he wrote the controversial one. Uh, take one a neutral skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I did like Knives Out. I did like Looper. Um, and Natasha Leone, I've liked her since she was in a little movie called West Beverly Hills, I think it was called. It was maybe her first movie way back in the, I want to say the 90s or something. Yeah, uh, she, she was excellent a, in that. So if you haven't seen her in that, go check that one out. It's an old gem. Yeah, she has a charisma on screen that is like unparalleled. Like I think she is a like modern, you know, modern classic. <laughs> her acting style—it's like 
It's so good. Oh, I love what I literally could watch her do anything. She also has a, a sense for doing good stuff. I haven't yeah. seen her in something that I didn't like, basically. Yeah, Russian Doll was incredible. If you haven't seen that, I Russian Doll was it. incredible. Yep. So one more time, the name of it is called... Uh, Poker Face. Poker Face. Okay. I'm definitely going to check that out. I did see that pop up, and I haven't put it in my queue yet. I definitely will. Yeah, and that is um, on That'll Peacock. lead me in... Okay, on Peacock. Peacock. Got it. Well, that'll, that'll lead me into my Just One More Thing, uh, another book that I'm reading called Back. Backyard Starship, which I think would make an excellent, fun adventure film. It's about a kid whose grandpa dies and he inherits his farm. And it's a place of, that he tried to run away from when he was a kid. And uh, he went off in the army and he comes back after his grandpa dies and finds out that his grandpa was actually a, like interstellar a uh, space cop. And there's like an invisible starship in the barn that he finds that has an AI bird that's kind of his companion and he sets off for adventure in space and it's a really fun not like a i wouldn't say lighthearted, but it's kind of like a lighter fare it's not it's not going to go too deep or heavy in the themes but just a fun thing that i thought would also translate that's my that's always my thing if i'm reading a book i'm like hey this would make a translate really well and an adaptation into like a show or a movie that always intrigues me but i will also say that i did take jim's uh, recommendation and I'm reading the new Malcolm Gladwell book uh, Conversations with Strangers which is very good and I am t- and I also took Devin's um, recommendation to play God of War which I mentioned during the break which I'm really enjoying and I can't wait to play the sequel which you had mentioned uh, and I have queued up but have not watched yet uh, Pepe you had recommended watching the cabinet of help me out here Oh, curiosities yeah Guillermo del Toro's cabinet of curiosities yeah yes which again he recommended definitely if you're going to watch one of them watch episode seven watch the, so that's yeah, queued up yeah. and then if you're going to watch two of them watch seven and watch three so i'm definitely going to at least watch both of those but i'll probably watch them all because i like Guillermo del Toro very much so that's my just one more thing backyard starship once again and i again i'm reading that on my kindle uh, Paperwhite, which I, it's just like, I've been reading like crazy because of this device. So, uh, it's paid for itself already in the amount of books that I am reading. I'll leave it off there and hand it over to James Pepe. What do you got for us this week on just one more thing? Well, I am going to, I guess this will be a little bit of an odd recommendation, but for Christmas, I got a really fancy rice cooker. Uh, and if, uh, you uh, think that um, just cooking rice in like a pot on your stove or like in one of those rice cookers where you just like flip the thing down is like the best rice can get. Let me tell you, you're missing out. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got a, uh, a Zojirushi rice cooker, which from what I understand is a sort of gold standard of rice cookers. Um, spelled just how it sounds, right? Spelled just how it sounds. Their their uh, their mascot is a little elephant. So if you, oh, okay. if you find, uh, yeah. Um, now, so the so the barrier to entry for this rice cooker is going to be the price because I bought a little one, um, and I think, or my I was gifted a little one, and I think it costs about somewhere between one hundred and fifty and one hundred and eighty dollars, something like that. I think closer to one fifty. Yeah, 
But uh, it's let me tell you, it's fucking worth it. That so, rice cooker belonged in the movie Parasite. Yeah, the rich family I know. home. Yeah, they just they for right them, next though, to that trash can. It would be just a single-use rice cooker. They just throw it away after they use it each time. So they don't oh, yeah, they'd it. have like a cabinet full of them. Yeah, exactly. How is yeah, cleaning yeah. it, by the way? Because cleaning rice residue is always a pain in the butt. Why would they clean it? They have the maid to do it. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. And Pepe has um, undergrads to clean his, right? Just get yeah, right. Yeah, I have my, <laughs> leg- my legion of undergrads. That's yeah. right. Um. Uh, it's it's easy. I mean, the it comes with a little bowl. You know, it's got a it's a nonstick bowl, so you just um, just wipe it out. Um, but so the two things that this well, I guess I'll say there's three things which is which this rice cooker does that are great. It cooks rice uh, perfectly, so it'll be the best rice you've ever had. Um, it will uh, you can you can set a timer on it. It has a little clock in it, and so you can tell it when you want your rice to be ready, and it'll be ready when you want it to be ready. Um, That's nice. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that it'll keep rice, like, essentially warm and fresh for up to 12 hours. So if you, so I oftentimes will have, like, egg fried rice in the morning for breakfast, and then I'll also want to have rice with dinner. And it'll keep the rice warm and fresh and good for me all day uh, between breakfast and dinner. Okay, so that's the I, real hook I use for it. me. Yeah, it's it's great. I use it. I don't use it. There was a period of time after I got it where I was using it literally every day. I don't quite use it every day now, but I use it a lot. Um, so if you like rice uh, and you have a little extra uh, and you, you 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 can splurge a little bit to get a nice rice cooker for yourself. Um, it's worth it. It's worth. What's the, the name of it again? Zoji Rushi. So just just how it sounds. So uh, look for that Z-O-J-I-R-U-S-H-I. little elephant icon. R U S H I. Yeah, so little elephant. There. It's a well known brand. You you even if you don't spell it exactly right, you'll find your way to it uh, through Google pretty easily. Cool. So. Well, thank you for that. I'll also mention that I I feel like giving you shit because you gave me shit for mentioning Envy Apples, which I'll stand behind. If you haven't tried an Envy Apple yet, go get one. They're a little <laughs> more expensive, but delicious. Um, I also, also forgot before we throw it over to Jordan, I got a new t-shirt for the show. You can't see it because I'm always framed out of frame, so I'll stand up and show you. I finally got one, uh, probably a decade, 12 years, dozen years too late, maybe even a baker's dozen. I got a... Oh, my oh God. shit. There it is. <laughs> it's the one. That's right. I finally got the Three Wolf Moon shirt, ladies and gentlemen. I'm finally wow. 13, <laughs> maybe 13 it. years late, but unironically wearing the Three Wolf Moon shirt as one must be worn. It's actually illegal to wear one ironically. You didn't get the tie-dye cut <laughs> on, though. Yeah, you gotta get the tie-dye yeah. one. I'm sorry. Is it glow in the dark? What? <laughs> I'll be I'll get well, I'll get the tie-dyed one in another 13 years. I promise you that. Uh, I, I will have to get back to you on the glow in the dark thing because tonight's right. the first night I've worn it. I just got, oh, okay. it. got it for yeah. the show. So I'm ready to go out and howl at the moon with my pack. <laughs> I had a three sloth moon shirt. That was like my go-to. <laughs> oh, that's rad. That's funny. <laughs> In high school, is that how far back this meme goes? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> Don't even remind me. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, Grandpa's got the three wolf moon shirt. So now it's, <laughs> it is now uncool. 
to wear the three wolf future because I <laughs> yeah. officially. So look out, folks. Okay. So that's my like just five more things. Jordan, what have you got for us this week on just one more thing? So it's just uh, something you guys have uh, been watching, reading. Yeah, something you've consumed. Watching, reading, thinking about, you know, bought, whatever. You had your dog earlier. That would be a tell thing. Us, tell us about some cool mail you delivered <laughs> or some fucking nonsense. Right. Mail Co- commit, commit fraud right. or commit like a federal crime yeah. and tell us about them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, I've been watching uh, this really wacky anime on uh, Netflix called. Uh, hold on, let me, let me get the exact name. Oh, I'm I'm down for wacky animes. Oh man, this is gonna be. Yeah, good. yeah, me too. Um, yeah, lay it on me. It's Record of Ragnarok. Oh, okay. I've saw I've seen that on the splash page, but I've been. Yeah, hesitant. it's it's a like hyper violent. Uh, oh, you sold like, me. I'm in. <laughs> hyper violent. It's not like it's not super serious. It's very. It's some parts are very uh, very silly, and it's about mm-hmm. a, a battle between gods and mortals, and they take uh, gods and put them uh, match them against like famous uh, mortals from. Um, the history of the of the planet and and a decision and a decision decide if uh, mortals deserve to live anymore <laughs> so like uh in the episodes like like it's not like one fight per episode it's like one fight one fight for per like four episodes oh, <laughs> like the first okay. fight was um so the dragon that's anime ball style model <laughs> yeah, yeah dragon ball style exactly uh the first fight was i think it was i believe it was thor versus uh, lubu Who's that? Uh, you don't know who Lu Bu is. He's like a no, legendary Chinese warrior. He's in all the Dynasty Warrior games. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, the second fight was Zeus versus Adam. Of of Adam and Eve fame? Of Adam and Eve. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice. I, I think it's worth watching. It's very interesting. <laughs> He's not known to be a fighter. I suspect. That sounds more interesting than their splash page looked to me. <laughs> Honestly, it just looked like a Viking saga or something to me. So... They might have. They should have done a better job advertising it, like you're doing. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, Netflix I, I, fails again. Yeah, it's, it's free on Netflix. Why not watch a couple episodes? I think it's pretty interesting. It's really. Over I'll definitely top. check it out. Really over. The I'll let awesome. you know what I think next week. Ben, did Netflix ever get back to you? <laughs> oh, did they? No. <laughs> no. Nah. No, but I was able to download. I know. I was able to finish downloading a couple of more. Uh, Korean animes this week that somehow uh, Cedar came online, and so mm. I I now have a good a good chunk of them to watch and pass them on to Jim at least. Uh, but yeah, you can't. Good luck finding Korean anime anywhere out there, uh, other than the one we watched for the show last series, uh, Wonderful Day. I yeah. think or Wonderful Days. Um, go yeah. check that one out if you haven't. But um, yeah, go. It's weird because as soon as I started tweeting, like Twitter, Twitter went all to hell. So um, I don't know. <laughs> you, you I guess I straw, might have to wait for Twitter. Broke the camel's back. I was. Yeah. Apparently, it was, <laughs> it was tweeting it, it that was, demanding Korean anime be streamed somewhere was enough to break. It was Twitter. you and not that fucking idiot Elon <laughs> Musk. No, that fucking idiot had nothing to do with it. It was it was this idiot right here. Um, yeah. But yeah, if. I would I would recommend people tweet at them, but we'll have to wait till whatever emerges after Elon finally puts the final <laughs> nail in the coffin of Twitter after, and after, something else emerges. After, after the Musk clears. Oh, there you go. After the Musk <laughs> nice. clears. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Musk, a new what scent a gross name. by Elon. <laughs> he probably yeah. smells weird. Like like he rides the subway. Like he fucking like he's never <laughs> set foot on a subway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's spin it the other way. Like a fucking rich, he rich smells folks like smell a fucking, weird. Yeah. Not us. We smell emerald, how you're supposed to smell. Like emerald mine labor. You <laughs> <laughs> smell like right. stolen ideas. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. That's right. All right. So don't tweet at Netflix. Wait till Musk. Puts the last uh, nail in the coffin on Twitter and what else emerges and we'll get our Korean anime streaming. Thank you everyone for just one more thing. I will definitely try to get to all that. Maybe not the rice cooker until I win the lottery, but um, uh, somebody out there is going to be able to afford one of those suckers. Um, it's worth it, man. It's worth it. Yeah. You haven't tried rice until you tried the rice out of out of the little elephant icon rice cooker whose name I already forgot. That little, that little elephant makes rice so good, man. Damn you, elephant. All right. They never so, forget how to cook rice. Guess what? We did it. <laughs> we did it. It is actually time to sign off. And uh, here's somebody to help kick off the segment. Goodbye, lookers. I think I'll miss you most of all. Dorothy emerged from her basement dwelling to deliver that line. Uh, <laughs> she's stealing a banana as we speak. No, Dorothy's here. What do you expect? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy is here letting us know it's time to say goodbye. And I'm not crying. You're crying. Let's start with Mr. Devin Schwartz. I have been Devin Schwartz. You can find me at pandimensionalpanpizza.tumblr.com. Uh, wow. And game over, man. Game over. Damn, that is catchy. Yeah, indeed. Game over. <laughs> what is what is Parasites you one? Can't just, pandimensional you can't just say pan shit pizza? that shit and then not yeah, not it's it's, it's, slightly, it's slightly stolen from the McElroy brothers who described their custom winter holiday uh um candle nights as a pan religious, pansexual, personal pan holiday. So it's a slight retooling of what they Oh, okay. They use, yeah. There you go. I kind of very thought, inside um, joke. Another one I don't get. Damn. <laughs> I kind of thought the the poor mom kind of looked like Justin. Right. Oh, I I could see yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, take me a second, yeah. yeah. You, you, you heard it here first, play. folks. That really you you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my good friend James Peppy. I have been and still am James Peppy. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming out and listening or watching, and uh, hope to hope that you come back uh, next week. It's a requirement, or we'll put you in the basement and feed you bananas once every week or so. Yeah, unfortunately, you <laughs> threw up bananas. And last, but certainly not least, our newest co-host, the Enigma, handsome Jordan Alums. <laughs> hey, I'm Jordan Alums. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I love watching movies and talking about them with my friends, so I can't wait to do it again uh, next show. Yeah, and I can't wait to mispronounce your last name again. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Yeah. Alums. I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing Pepe's last name too. So don't worry about it. It's just called alumni. That's right. Okay. You mispronounced, you mispronounced handsome when you described me too. So. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> I'll be sure to put that in my retraction for next episode. <laughs> Until then, tried. it's time to sign off. <laughs> this has been I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. And now that you've looked at ours, we hope to look at yours soon. If you enjoy the show, be sure to smash that like button, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, give us a five-star review, dot your I's, cross your T's, sign here, initial here, and don't forget to tell your friends. And today's parting sentiment, if you ingratiate yourself into working a cush job for a wealthy family in South Korea and they go on a camping trip, you may want to check the weather forecast before making yourself at home and indulging in rich Papa's whiskey. Also, learn how to make that noodle dish Ramdan so you don't have to Google it last minute. And remember to watch Call Me By Your Name 2018, now streaming on HBO Max, Netflix, and Showtime for next week's show. Until next time, keep on looking. Uh.